Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. That was a great dinner. So great. Wait, where'd you park the car? Oh, the one I just sold at Carvana. What? When did you do that? When you were still looking at the menu. I went on Carvana.com, and all I had to do was enter the license plate or VIN, answer a few questions, and got a real offer in seconds. They picked up the car already? No, I parked around the corner. But they are picking it up tomorrow and paying me right on the spot. Oh, no wonder you picked up the check. Yeah, about that. Uh, thought we were going halfsies. Sell your car to Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get a real offer in seconds. Welcome to Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. I hope you guys had a great Christmas. I know I took a little break just for that because I wanted to spend some time with my family and I hope you did the same as well. And I know that the new year is coming and I want to wish you guys a happy and prosperous new year coming in 2023. And I want you guys to keep an eye on your life because there are going to be great changes in your life this year. I prophesied in Jesus' name. So we have been looking at uh, Joseph's life. We have incorporated several sources, which I tell you guys about the book of Yasher, um, the uh, Josephus. We're looking at Legend of the Jews. We're looking at several other sources that had compiled um within the framework of history at the time. And I'm not bringing all of them to you, but I am uh, I'm using these as our main sources along with the Bible. And the Bible is the crust of all of it, and then everything is outside of that. But the reason why I am doing what I'm doing here at Mystery Bible is to bring all these sources together. So, and it is my hope that you will get a better picture of some of the things that were happening behind the scenes, as I put it. And the Bible does not go behind the scenes like the Book of Yasher does, or the Legend of the Jews, uh, you know, or the Book of Josephus, and so forth. So we are trying to compile all of them, put them together, so that you can see more robustly as to what was happening and the behavior that drove these men and these women that we are reading these stories about. My goal with this particular podcast and this here at Mystery Bible is not to take away from the principle, the core belief of the Bible, but it is to just bring other um, ideas, other perceptions, if you will, other viewpoints to that particular core issue within the Bible. Because I believe uh, the Bible, I believe that Jesus died for my sins and all of and that he rose on the third day, and the process by which he redeemed us back to God and allow us to have that connection back with God. I believe those things because the Bible tells us that the connection was broken when Adam disobeyed God and he sinned, and it was through obedience to God that Jesus Christ restored that back. And so I believe those core um pieces of the Bible and the work, the finished work of God. But let's take a look at uh, chapter, I know we looked at uh, um, chapter 48 when we last looked, where he got his promotion. He is before uh, Pharaoh. We looked at the legend of the Jews and um, 
we pulled out some information from the book of um, uh, uh, Josephus and so forth. So, uh, but the book of Yasher goes into some other pieces that is very, very important, I think, as to how God works with his people, if you will. And the Bible tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God will do the same thing. Um, depending on the situation in your life. And uh, he will appear to people in dreams and to do whatever is necessary so that he can bring his plan for your life to pass. Because the Bible says, I know the plans that I have. So he has, and they are as numerous as the sand on the sea. So he took uh, time to study you and to have plans designed to bring you a better outcome. And we show you the desired outcome that was happening and the plan that was set up in place for Joseph in order for him to do and fulfill his um, his time or his assignment on this earth. You and I, all of us, have an assignment, so you need to find out what that is. And I guarantee you, once you find out what it is, your life will be better and it will taste much better. So let's uh, see what happens. Remember in the book of Yasher, um, that Joseph had prophesied that some additional stuff that the Bible doesn't go into about Pharaoh's wife having, giving birth, and so forth. And we see that uh, once she gave birth, then he he believed him, and so forth. So let's take a peek from this book as to what took place and how he got his promotion. We talked about the promotion in, in the previous one, but we're taking another vantage point from the book of Yasher, chapter 49. After these things, the king sent and assembled all his officers and servants. After what things? After his wife gave birth to his son as predicted by Joseph. So now the king calls everyone and all the princes of the noble belonging to the king, and they came before the king. And the king said unto them, Behold, you have seen and heard all the words of this Hebrew man, and all the signs which he declared would come to pass, and not any of his words have fallen to the ground. Man, to be like that, to be honorable, where your words are so precious, that God makes sure that all of it is fulfilled. To be in that space would be awesome. So you know that he had given a proper interpretation of the dream, and it was surely come to pass. Now, therefore, take counsel and know what you will do and how the land will be be delivered from the famine. Seek now and see whether there like can be found, in whose heart there is wisdom and knowledge, and I will appoint him over the land. Remember, we had last uh, saw where um, it was Joseph that was telling the king, this is what you need to do. You need to go find someone like this. And uh, so we're seeing this other um, uh, vantage point as we read here in the Asher. For you have heard what the Hebrew man has advised concerning this, to save the land and bear with from the famine. And I know that the land will not be delivered from the famine, but with the advice of the Hebrew man, him that advised me. And they all answered the king and said, The counsel which the Hebrew has given concerning this is good. Now therefore, our Lord and king, behold, the whole land is in your hand. Do that which seemeth good in your sight. Him who you choose and whom you in thy wisdom knowest to be wise and capable 
of delivering the land with his wisdom. Him shall the king appoint to be on, under him over the land. And the king said to all his officers, I have thought that since God has made known to the Hebrew man all that he has spoken, there is none so discreet and wise in the land as he is. If it seems good in your sight, I will place him over the land, for he will save the land with his wisdom. And we have talked about this, guys, about the grace of God. We've talked about how the Bible tells us that every single man on this planet, the heart of, of that person is in the hands of my God. And to the, he can move this heart, as the scripture says, as the, the book, uh, to wherever the direction he wants to accomplish as well. So we're seeing the grace of God working in this king, and it has to now translate through to the men. Um, and so we're looking at the process by which God is setting up all of this to put this young man in place. And all the officers answered the king and said, But surely it is written in the law of Egypt, and it should be, and it should not be violated, that no man shall reign over Egypt, nor be the second to the king, but one who has knowledge in all the language languages of the sons of men. So we see that this these guys were very educated. They spoke the nine languages that they said that they have out there. Um, Remember at the um, the Tower of Babel that they were separated and they had these different languages and they couldn't couldn't communicate and they split up accordingly. So we're seeing now that these men were educated, the men that were around Pharaoh, including Pharaoh, uh, for he spoke those languages. He says all the languages of the sons of men. Now therefore, our Lord and King, behold, this this Hebrew man can only speak the Hebrew language. And how then can he be over us, the second under the government, a man who not even knoweth our language? Now we pray you, send for him and let him come before you and prove him in all things and do as thou see fit. And the king said, it shall be done tomorrow. And the thing that you have spoken is good. And all the officers came on that day before the king. So they're all before the king. Um, we know that he is, Joseph is still in the dungeon. We'll see his location shortly as we read it. And uh, the king is uh, said, you know, let's do this tomorrow. We'll, we'll. And so let's see what God does because his time is limited. He has to make sure something happens because if he is going to, his plan is to promote this guy, then God has to be doing things. And that is why I say to you, um, that uh, the scripture says, for by grace are you saved through faith. It is a gift of God. Now, and I've talked about that process is a gift of God. The process meaning that you and God in partnership, in uh, working together, we see that God's part or his responsibility in the process is grace. We can't do any of that. Grace is the divine influence upon the heart and the benefit that it brings to that individual. So that is grace. That is God's part. I can't work on man's heart, uh, but he can. The other piece of this puzzle is, for by grace are you saved how? Through faith. Faith now is my responsibility. And um, what is faith is simply believing that God will do what he says he will do. He will be honorable and keep his word, regardless of what my condition looks like. 
And so um, that's what faith is. We are looking beyond um, the uh, natural realm and looking deep inside us and seeing that uh, God has the answer and that we are focused on getting the answer from him so that we are, you know, we're not moved, if you will, by all the other crazy stuff that is happening and all the crazy stuff will happen. So that is basically what um, faith is and, um, you know, so that you can understand it. I I remember um, this movie in Miracle on 34th Street where it said, uh, faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. And so that's basically what faith is. So let's see... um, what God has to do now, because he has to be responsible since he is the one that has set up this plan and he has set up a plan for you as well. So he has to be doing some things behind the scenes and those things we don't see in the Bible. That's why I incorporate these books to get the behind the scenes. Now we pray you send for him and let him come for you and prove it. And the king says, tomorrow we're going to handle this. So verse 13 of chapter 49 in the book of Yasher reads, And on that night the Lord sent one of his ministering angels, and he came into the land of Egypt unto Joseph. And the angel of the Lord stood before Joseph, and behold, Joseph was laying in the bed at night in his master's house in the dungeon, for his master had put him back into the dungeon on account of his wife. And the angel raised him up, get up, son, from his sleep. And Joseph rose up and stood upon his leg. And behold, the angel of the Lord was standing opposite to him. And the angel of the Lord spoke with Joseph. And he taught him all the languages of man in that night. And he called his name Joseph. So we see that um, he did something. He did a miracle, if you will. And uh, we see that God is still interested in miracles. He still does it. He taught this man the languages, all the languages of man, in one night. And so we have this power, or this access to this power in our life today. We have access to miracles. We can God can teach us a language overnight. The Bible tells us he is the same. So if he's the same, then this can still happen. We have to have the faith and believe God for it. And, you know, God will do it. He said, I will not withhold any good thing from those who love me. And so we see that this angel came and uh, taught him this these languages because tomorrow is a big day. And the angel of the Lord went from him, and Joseph returned and lay upon his bed. And Joseph was astonished at the vision which he saw. So he thought it was a vision. And um, uh, he, uh, you know, it tells us that, uh, um, you know, he didn't, he just thought it was a vision, which is really powerful as to how God will come to us. And it came to pass in the morning that the king sent for all his officers and servants. And they all came and sat before the king, and the king ordered Joseph to be brought. And the king's servant went and brought Joseph before Pharaoh. So we see that he wasn't amongst them when all of this was, they were having this conversation. He was in the dungeon. And um, while he was down there, God was doing the miracles for him on his behalf. And so sometimes God does things to us uh, that we, we we don't know what it what the plan is for it, but it has 
the plan together because it tells us that I have made plans. So he is the one that is working out his plans. And so the guys brought him up and uh, Joseph is before Pharaoh in verse 17. And the king came forth and ascended the steps of the throne. And Joseph spoke unto the king in all languages. And Joseph went up to him and spoke unto the king until he arrived before the king in the seventh on the seventh step. And he saw, and he sat before the king. You remember we read earlier that there is a custom that the king will come according to um, that individual's uh, position and he will come and sit down on a specific step. And we see that his position is higher up than the second step. So we see that uh, the king comes and meet him and they're walking to each other and he's talking. And the king sits down. And the king greatly rejoiced on account of Joseph. And all the king's officers rejoiced greatly with the king when they heard all the words of Joseph. And the thing seemed good in the sight of the king and the officers to appoint Joseph to be second to the king over the whole land of Egypt. And the king spoke to Joseph, saying, Now therefore did this give me counsel to appoint a wise man over the land of Egypt in order with his wisdom to save the land from the famine. Now therefore, since God has made all this known to you and all the words which thou hast spoken, there is not throughout the land a discreet and wise man like unto you. And thy name no more shall be called Joseph, but Daphaniah. And so that is his name, Daphaniah, Panarat shall be thy name. Thou shalt be second to me, and according to my word shall be all the affairs of my government, and all thy words shall be, shall my people go out and come in also. From under your hand shall my servants and my officer receive your their salary, which is given to them monthly. And to you shall all the people of the land bow down only in my throne. Will I be greater than you? And the king took off his ring from his hand and put it upon the hand of Joseph. And the king dressed Joseph in a princely garment, and he put a golden crown upon his head, and he put a golden chain upon his neck. And so I told those guys, those rappers, you guys got nothing on these boys back in the day, uh, because we know they wear chains too. So the Bible tells us there's nothing new under the sun. So there you go. And the king commanded his servants, and they made him ride in the second chariot belonging to the king that went opposite to the king's chariot. And he caused him to ride upon a great and strong horse from the king's horse and to be conducted throughout the streets of the land of Egypt. So now he's going to show him off as to his position so that the people can recognize who he is. And the king commanded uh, that all those that played upon timbre, harp, and all the musical instruments should go forth with Joseph, 1,000 timbles, 1,000 methcloth, and 1,000 rebellum went after him. So they are having a nice procession. A party is going on, boys. And so they are about to uh, party all, uh, all night, as they say. And 5,000 men with drawn swords glittering in their hands, and they went marching and playing before Joseph and 20,000 of great men of the king's skirt with girdles of skin covered with gold um, marched at the right hand of Joseph and 20,000 uh, at his left, and all the women and damsel went up the roof 
or stood in the street playing and rejoicing at Joseph and gazed at the appearance of Joseph and his beauty. Remember that uh, part of his wife and her friends were uh, talking about this guy, how handsome he was as well. And we know that she was absolutely obsessed with him, part of his wife, that even while he was in jail, she was still pursuing it. Hey, babe, what you got there? This is a check from Carvana. I just sold my car to them. I went online and Carvana gave me an offer right away. Then they just picked up the car and gave me this. Well, that's a big check. Well, obviously you could put this towards your next car, or we could finally get that jacuzzi, or I could start taking tuba lessons, or I could quit my job and write my memoir. Or I can put it towards my next car with Carvana. Sorry, your check, not mine. Sell your car to Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get a real offer in seconds. guy. And so uh, we see that uh, the response of all the women up there is um, checking him out, you know, and uh, uh, looking at him and he has all of this authority and power that his side and being displayed so that the people recognize who he is in relation to the king, in relation to all of his nobles, in relation to all of his army, in relation to all of his people, his subjects. So he is being uh, decorated and paraded as the second uh, or most powerful person next to the king. When the king says, in my throne room, I am king. Outside of my throne room, you are that person. That is a tremendous amount of power that was given this man, 19, 20 years old, to have at this time. So... God is interested in you. He really is. And uh, he has made plans for you. And um, he will fulfill it. What the Bible call, tells us that we are his workmanship. So he's doing some stuff. You just have to learn how to be patient with him. The Bible tells us to wait on God. So this man, this young man, had a rough life in the beginning. He was, uh, think about it, his brothers abandoned him, tried to kill him. I mean, throw him in a pit with snakes and scorpions. And God protected him there, uh, sold him to strangers on the road. The strangers abused him, beat him up. Uh, God spoke to them and told them, don't touch him. I mean, he came to this place. He got a little reprieve. He was sold several times. He got into this man's household. He's doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing over and over and every day. And for one year, this woman pursues him. She lied, contrived something, tossed him in jail. Um, he's in there. He, these two men came. He uh, re- revealed to them what their dream is about. He now is, uh, before Pharaoh revealed Pharaoh's dream as to what it is all about, now Pharaoh gives him all of this power. Tell me, guys, would not freak you out? Yeah, I'm sure it will freak you out because you have gone through this tremendous journey. Um, uh, your life has just changed. I mean, you see how uh, from all the way from being abandoned by his brothers and uh, traumatized through his life. He's just trauma on top of trauma with this young man. And trust me, this being in this position also would be somewhat traumatizing and sobering in many ways because now you have to produce the work, if you will, what is required since God has showed it to you. So you have to establish all the principles, the processes by which this is going to be accomplished.
accomplish, and you have your three years and so forth. So God is blessing this young man, and he will give him the wisdom how to make it come to pass. So we see that the women are checking him out in verse 26 and verse 27. And the king's people went before him and behind him, perfumed the road and frankincense and with um, sassier and all sorts of fine perfume, scattered myrrh and aloe along the road. And 20 men proclaimed these words before him throughout the land in a loud voice. So these boys are partying. And so now they, as they're showing him off, if you will, uh, they are going to declare the proclamation of the king so that they, the people can understand who he is and what's going on. Do you see this man whom the king has chosen to be his second? All the affairs of government shall be regulated by him. And he that transgresses his order or that does not bow down before him to the ground shall die. For he rebel against the king and his second. And when the herald had caused proclaiming all the people of Egypt bowed down to the ground before Joseph and said, May the king live and may his second live. And all the inhabitants of Egypt bowed down along the road. And when the herald approached them, they bowed down. And they rejoiced with all sorts of timbre, mako, noble before Joseph. Um, the nebels and all of these different instruments. So this man now, because the people have to, one of the things that we will see that Joseph did was to command the people in to be storing food and also, and he makes the Pharaoh very rich as a result of this that goes on. And we'll get a chance to see that in the process for remember what's with him still the blessing he has on him and the bible tells us that the blessing of the lord brings wealth without any painful toil you don't have to work for it you just have to do what god instructs you to do and it is his responsibility to make it happen and one of his responsibility if you look into the word of god is his grace and god is able to make all grace, the scripture tells us. And actually, there's a psalm in Psalms, I think Psalms um, um, 90 something, I think, where it says, let, your, let the favor of our God surround us. And it tells us, it says, um, this is what the, pur- the, the purpose of God's favor surrounding us. Let the favor of our God, the Lord our God, surround us. And then it says, uh, to do, to prosper all the works of our hands. And then it says, yes, prosper the work of our hands. So we see that the grace of God is going to be working in this man's life to cause prosperity to come in. And that is by bringing people. And he will do the same in your life. You just have to trust him. Go into your space with God. Ask him to give you that idea. Um, Ask you to, this is a new year coming up. Ask him for it. Um, so that you can change the destiny of your your life and your your people. God wants you to. Um, there's a scripture in the Bible that says um, that uh, where Peter, uh, not Peter, I think it was um, uh, Paul, was talking to his people, and uh, he tells them about um, work and so forth. And the Bible tells us that whatever we find our hands to do, um, do it well. Just do it. Um, and so. Uh, there's a scripture in Thessalonians, I believe it says, 
also make your ambition to live quietly, to mind your own business, and to earn your living by your own efforts, just as we have told you. Then your daily life will gain the respect of others, and you will not be dependent on anyone. And um, the Bible one tells us to go to God, and He will give you ideas. He will give you stuff. Psalms ninety seventeen was that psalm that I was trying to remember. It says, May the favor of, of Adonai, our God, be on us. Prosper for us all the work that we do. Yes, prosper the work that we do. So God, through his grace, uh, will do that for you, as he did here for this young man. And we see that he is being paraded all over. He is being notified by the... Um, by the king to to his nobles, first of all. Then he was notified uh, by the army and the men in charge of that part, the governmental part of this uh, kingdom. And then now he is showing the people that this is the guy and you need to listen to him because, again, they see this procession coming and they don't know what it, what's going on, but they have the, pro- the people in front making the proclamation as to what's going on and who they're seeing so that they can recognize him and um, be uh, obedient to whatever he said. So we see that uh, uh, this guy, again, as I said to you, that he is uh, being told and by everyone that this is the man that you guys should be listening to. And everything that he says, you need to make sure that you do. And um, we will have a good day, if you will. And so, as we mentioned, we see that this is um, the proclamation that they are saying in verse 29. And they declared it, and everyone bowed down. And Joseph, it says, And Joseph upon his horse lifted up his eyes to heaven and called out and said, He riseth, poor man, from the dust he lifted up the needy from the downhill. O Lord of hosts, happy is the man who trusts in you. And Joseph passed throughout the land of Egypt with Pharaoh's servants and officers, and they showed him the whole land of Egypt and all the king's treasure. It was a busy day, and Joseph returned and came on that day before Pharaoh. And the king gave unto Joseph a possession in the land of Egypt, a possession of field, vineyard, and the king gave unto Joseph 3,000 talents of silver and 1,000 talents of gold and onyx stones and delirium and many gifts. And on the next day, the king commanded all the people of Egypt to bring unto Joseph offering and gifts. And they that violated the command of the king should die. And they made a high place in the street of the city and they spread out garments there and whatever brought, uh, whoever brought anything to Joseph uh, put it in that high place and all the people of Egypt cast something into the high place one man a golden earring and another rings earrings and different vessels of gold and silver uh, works of onyx stones beryllium did he cast upon the high place everyone gave something of what he possessed. And Joseph took all of these and placed them in his treasury, and all the officers and noble belonging to the king exalted Joseph, and they gave him many gifts, seeing that the king had chosen him to be his second. And the king sent to Potiphar, the son of Abraham, priest of On, and he took his young daughter, Una, not, and gave her unto Joseph for a wife. 
and the damsel was very comely, a virgin, one whom man had not known. And Joseph took her for a wife. And the king said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and besides you, none shall dare to lift up his hand or his foot to regulate my people throughout the land of Egypt. And Joseph was thirty years old when he stood before Pharaoh. And Joseph went out from before the king, and he became the king's second in Egypt. And the king gave Joseph a hundred servants to attend him in his house. And Joseph also sent and purchased many servants, and they remained in the house of Joseph. Joseph then built for himself a very magnificent house, like unto the house houses of kings, before the court of the king's palace. And he made in the house a large temple, very elegant in appearance and convenient for his residence. Three years was Joseph in erecting this house. So he's 30 uh, years old, 33 was when he finished building his house. Uh, so, um, we are, let me finish this one up and then we'll, we'll, you know, talk a little. So we see that he's got his wife. He got his, um, uh, he's promoted. He's now building this beautiful house. Um, and, uh, it took him three years to build his house. And Joseph made unto himself a very elegant throne of abundance of gold and silver. And he covered it with onyx stone and valerium. And he made upon it likeness of the whole land of Egypt and the likeness of the river of Egypt that watereth the whole land of Egypt. And Joseph sat securely upon his throne in his house, and the Lord increased Joseph's wisdom. And all the inhabitants of Egypt and Pharaoh's servant and his princes loved Joseph exceedingly, for this thing was from the Lord to Joseph. The power of God's grace will cause anybody to fall in love with you and to protect you. And Joseph had an army that made war going out in hosts and troops to the number of 40,600 men capable of bearing arms to assist the king and Joseph against the enemies beside the king's officers and his servants and inhabitants of Egypt without number. And Joseph gave unto his mighty men and to all his hosts shields and javelins and caps and coats of mail and stones for slinging. And so we end there in chapter 49 with this young man. We see how God promoted him. Um, and I always tell people, I said, you know, there's a story in the Bible in Jesus Christ who's turned water into wine. And um, the butler, if you will, or, or the person in charge, I was pouring the wine after they had poured the wine. The man said, uh, one of the guests said, wow, you know, most parties you go to, they um, give you the good wine first. And, um, uh, you know, and as you get drunk, you know, they give you the cheap wine. But you did it a little different. You have broken tradition, if you will. Uh, you give us all the cheap wine, and then you left the good wine last. So I want to encourage you guys that God, our Lord Jesus Christ, has hold off in your life. And he's going to give you the best wine in your life for last. And so 2023 is coming in. And so Jesus wants to give you some good wine. And uh, all you need to do is a couple of things. You need to give him some water and you need to do this by faith. Because we see that the servants, you got to think about that story for a minute. The servants poured water. They knew it was water. And they put it inside this, these uh, wine containers. And they're now going to walk with this water 
straight to the table with all these partying folks, and they're going to pour this water into these cups, these vessels that these men are drinking. And, uh, you know, think about that for a minute, because you and I would have been bucking. We would be like, are you out of your mind? What is wrong with this? Mary, you told us to listen to this crazy guy. Uh, I mean, this is out of, are you nuts? This is water. What are you, what are you talking about? I mean, could you picture us? You know, but Look at the obedience of the servants, the faith of the servants. I know we look at the miracle about the wine, but look at the faith of the servant. The faith of the servant, if they didn't have that, they would have no wine. And so it's incredible sometimes. What we have to do is God sees you, and he knows that you need a miracle. He knows that you, you, you are struggling. He knows that you're sick. He knows that all of these things, you have these needs. But for by grace are you saved through faith. And we see the process happening with these uh, people, this story here with with the wine. The grace is God's part. The faith is our part. We are that servants. And as we begin to pour our water into the cup, Jesus Christ, his responsibility is to turn that into wine. And he wants to do the same for you. And I pray that this year coming, that you will offer God your faith. Offer it to him as a sacrifice. The Bible tells us about be a living sacrifice. Offer it and watch how he will take your situation and create the best wine. And so I want to encourage you guys, you know, we, we to invite people, share this podcast so that we can grow. I want to be able to... Um, bring more people into this space so that we can learn together and enjoy each other as we're looking at the story in the Bible with different vantage points so we can get a better understanding and enjoy it a little more than just what we read in the Bible. And so uh, we are looking at the life of Joseph. We're walking through the Bible um, uh, as this uh, topic is, you know, this uh, podcast is Mystery Bible. So I started from Genesis one and we are walking our way through and it's my hope that someday we'll end up in Revelation and we begin to talk. But there's so much in the Bible that you guys are not privy to. And again, the sources that I'm using is uh, many of the sources out there. The Book of the Asher, we are using um, the Legend of the Jews. We are using the Book of Josephus. We are using um, uh, uh, several of the other Jewish books that are there um, so that you and I can get a better understanding um, as to what's going on. Um, the Sefer Alam is another book that I use, and you see the chronology in there as far as it goes into detail as to the age and of people and the timeline. So that's another source that I suggest you guys look into. And one of the people that I keep telling you guys to get everything on and from him, he also has a site that um, uh, you can go to, and it has a lot of information in there for you guys, and that is Dr. Uh, Ken Johnson. Anything that he does, um, if you study his work, he does a lot more study and insight into the lineage of mankind, if you will, and all of these other things and he does great work he has um he does a live t uh youtube channel as well that i listen to and, and be a part of so follow him and gain true deep insight from dr ken johnson buy any of his books as i said to you and he will 
um, help him to understand and see clearly many things that we do not understand and, and other teachers don't go into. But thank you so much. Uh, this year is going to be a good one, guys. Let's um, invite people, spread the news so that they can come and join us and grow together as one and so that we can become effective and change this world. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode.